Half a day, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Glad to be with you today on this Friday, March 9th, 3.04 p.m. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. You're listening to Live Till 5. It's our every Friday, 3 to 5 p.m. live local talk and variety program where we fully intend to entertain you a lot edify you in your Christian walk, educate you, and just in general, just give you a great alternative on a Friday afternoon as you're driving about. Maybe you just pick the kids up from school. Half a day to you, car line survivors. Maybe you are on your way to work the swing shift. Sorry about that. Everyone else is heading home and you're heading in. Well, go get them. Hopefully this will help you get off to the right start. Maybe you're listening on your computer through khmg.org or one of the downloadable apps where you can listen to FM streaming. Glad you're with us there. Keep listening. You don't have to have a radio to listen to the radio anymore. Isn't that ironic? So khmg.org, you can just click on the Listen tab and listen to our live stream. You can also download the podcast of this show and many other great shows we produce here at Harvest Family Radio at khmg.org. So the podcast of this show will be available in just a few hours. Maybe you're listening on Saturday from noon to 2 or Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Well, that's our Rebound broadcast where we rebroadcast the show in its entirety, all two hours. Because we know not everyone can listen wall-to-wall. Two straight hours of listening to talk and variety radio might be a bit much, unless you're in the fan club or something like that. It's hard to listen to two straight hours. Or, on the other side, you have those people that just love the show so much they won't listen again and again. Well, this is a blessed weekend for you because you can listen Saturday from noon to 2, Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. on 88.1 FM or at khmg.org as well in that live stream. Let us know you're listening. Go to our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Just find us on Facebook. Give us a little thumbs up there. Follow us. Then you'll get little updates every time we upload a new podcast or we're doing something really neat here at the radio station. There's daily updates on our Facebook page. Great way for you to engage with us as well. You can leave us a note there. Send us a a message. Give us a thumbs up. Let us know you're listening. Share our Facebook page with your friends and family. We would appreciate that. It's really a great way for you to be able to communicate back with us. We're always communicating with you. It'd be great if you could communicate back with us. We hear all the time, anecdotal as it might be, that there are people listening all over the island. We get these little surprise notes from people. And uh, got another follow-up note from our good friend Lee, who is a former employee of Harvest Family Radio, listening all the way up in Vermont while she's milking the cows. Seriously. Uh, We appreciate that. We do. And if there's anyone else milking cows and listening to the podcast of this show, 
please let us know that you are doing that because that is just awesome. And it might affect the type of programming too. Maybe we'll, you know, talk more, you know, husbandry and bovine, you know, facts and things like that just to be able to um, make it even more entertaining for the cows. So just let us know you're listening. And thanks, Lee, for listening, by the way. Kristen as well. All our off-islanders that uh, tune in. We get a number of people downloading the podcast as well, sharing them amongst themselves. And, you know, every week we have a lot of different things. For those of you that are just listening for the first time, this is going to be a fun show today. We have all of our usual suspects, including Sebastian Basildua and his quiz, Lawrence Nangas with This Day in History. We're going to play a little What's in My Coffee with all the fellas. Chris Harper, all-around good guy and station manager, is going to be bringing us some news in the second hour as well as some stranger-than-fiction stories because oftentimes truth is stranger than fiction. And March is. Now, this list is always provided to me by Bob the Librarian, no stranger to the listening audience here or to the staff and students and parents here at Harvest Christian Academy. Bob the Librarian sends me a list that he gets through his vast resources. And uh, the month of March, it is the 9th of March, so the month of March has some special weekly observances. For example, the 12th Paralympic Winter Games is happening starting today through the 18th. World Rattlesnake Roundup is the 10th through the 12th. Catholic Sisters Week is 11th through the 17th. Turkey Vultures Return to the Living uh, sign, 11th through 17th. Campfire USA birthday is 11th through the 17th. Campfire Girls and Campfire Boys was a big deal when I was a kid. I don't know if that's still such a big deal anymore. Girl Scout Week, 11th through the 17th. Termite Awareness Week. Let me go back to Girl Scout Week. Hey, congratulations, Girl Scouts. Uh, you're learning really great principles that will help you your whole life. How to be respectful, how to be courteous, how to be a good citizen, and to serve your neighbors. Those are all good things. And, by the way, Girl Scouts, the staff at Harvest Family Radio, our favorite donatable cookies might just be Girl Scout cookies. So, just saying, if you're in the area and you're a Girl Scout and you appreciate that free plug I just put in for you, you know, you can practice some of your public service by just bringing some Girl Scout cookies by and we will happily talk about your personal mission in the Girl Scouts We'll give, you, we'll give you a chunk of time just to talk about it. So anyway, just had some Girl Scouts helping with Harvest House recently. That's on the Harvest House Facebook page. Back to the show. Termite Awareness Week, 11th through the 17th. National Agriculture Week is also the 11th through the 17th. International Brain Awareness. I thought everyone knew they had a brain 12th through the 18th. Shakespeare Week is the 12th through the 18th. And Sherlock Holmes Weekend is next weekend. So you get a whole week to get yourself ready for Sherlock Holmes weekend next weekend. Today, let's see, the 9th of March is Barbie Day, Get Over It Day, uh, Middle Name Pride Day. What's your middle name? My middle name? Michael. I didn't know how to spell it correctly until I was about 13 years old. I always spelled it uh, E-A-L, but it's A-E-L. Uh, anyway, National Crab Meat Day. Uh, let's see, National Meatball Day, no crab meat involved in that, Panic Day, and Shabbat across America and Canada. Tomorrow, Harriet Tubman Day. I think she's going to end up on a some of the American currency here pretty soon. I remember we had a big discussion about this last year. I think Harriet Tubman's going to be, she was part of the Underground Railroad, if I remember right. Harriet Tubman Day is tomorrow. 
International Bagpipe Day, and we will have some bagpipe music here very soon. Day of Awesomeness, Fanny Pack Day, Landline Telephone Day, Mario Day, Blueberry Popover Day, Genealogy Day, Pack Your Lunch Day on a Saturday, hmm. Urban Ballroom Dancing Day, uh, let's see here, Salvation Army Day is tomorrow, and Paper Money Day. Sunday, Check Your Batteries Day, Daylight Savings Starts. Now, this got me last year. I was working on a college class project, and it was due at midnight central time. And so I was working on my project, and I got it done. I was like, wow, yes, I got it done 45 minutes early. And I hit Submit, and it wouldn't accept it because it was 15 minutes late because Daylight Savings Time had rolled over, and I lost an hour. And I had to email my teacher and and plead my case, and he was very generous with me. Uh, Let's see here. What else? Fill Our Staplers Day, Girl Scout Day, Alfred Hitchcock Day, Baked Scallops Day, National Napping Day isn't every Sunday, Uh, not in church, after church, Plant a Flower Day, Uh, 13th, Coconut Torte Day, Earmuff Day, thankfully we don't have to wear those here, Good Samaritan Involvement Day, Canine Veterans Day, Oh, Barbie Day was this week, so Ken Day is on the 13th. Uh, National Jewel Day. National Open and Umbrella Indoors Day. And uh, let's see, Organize Your Home Office Day. The 14th, Bake a Pie and Solidarity Day. Yes, you should do that. Ask a Question Day is on the 14th as well. Learn About Butterflies Day. Uh, Let's see here, what else? Farm Rescuer Day. National Pie Day, 314. You remember, we talk about this every single year. National Pie Day, because it's 314. 3.14. Pie. Get it? Pie. National Potato Chip Day. Registered Dietitian Day. And Save a Spider Day. The 15th is Celebrating Our Bountiful Food Supply Day. Brutus Day. Buzzard Day. Companies the Care Day. Drum uh, Dumbstruck Day. The Ides of March is the 15th. Beware of the Ides of March. Incredible Kid Day, uh, National Day of Action Against Bullying and Violence, that's important. National Everything You Think Is Wrong Day, Pears Helena Day, I've never had that before, don't know what that is, uh, and Consumer Rights Day, and then finally the 16th, one week from now, Curfew Day, Evacuation Day Observed, Freedom of Information Day, uh, let's see here, National Artichoke Hearts Day, that's pretty good. Uh, Everything You Do Is Right Day, Panda Day, St. Urho's Day, and World Sleep Day. To name a few, those things are all happening this month, this week, and these days. And so thank you, Bob the Librarian, for providing that for us. We're going to, since it is bagpipe day tomorrow, we're going to just end this little early segment with a little beautiful bagpipe music because I found that every person I've ever met loves bagpipe music. Am I right? Am I right? Well, you be the judge. You're listening to Live Till 5 on this Friday, March 9th. It's episode 256. And you can listen online, khmg.org. You can download the podcast there as well, khmg.org. Let us know you're listening through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Like us, follow us. Let us know you're listening. Send us a comment. And stay tuned for more Live Till 5 after this short break. Accentuate the pie. 
And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It is... What time is it? I blew the screen up so big I can't see it. Uh, 3.24 p.m. on Friday, March 9th. Here at the KHMG Studios. Glad to be with you this afternoon. Let people know you listen to this show by going to our Facebook page and liking it and sharing it. Harvest Family Radio Guam. We love to have new contacts, new people listening, new people becoming aware, not only of this show, this show is like the smallest part of what we do up here, but of Harvest Family Radio, filling a great mission, 23 years. This this month is uh, our anniversary. We'll be talking about that maybe next week, because we'll be approaching the anniversary next week, but uh, been on the air for a long time, and very blessed to do so. Glad to be with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And broadcasting beautiful Christian music, Bible-based programming. And we want to make sure that we're helping you grow in your walk with the Lord and give you a great alternative as you're driving about here on island, as you're sitting in front of your computer, as you're downloading podcasts. We want to make sure we're providing you with great resources, not just here on Guam, but all around the world. With the advent of the Internet, people are listening all around the world. Then we've even got a broadcast that's going into Asia with Transworld Radio, our heart of Harvest Asia, where we're able to broadcast some English Bible-based programming that is reaching people in India and uh, China and North Korea and places like that. So we're very glad to be part of that ministry partnership as well. So it's really a blessing just to be part of all these different things the Lord's doing here and uh, really Really a lot of fun to be part of this, actually. So, now, I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Been doing this now for 256 episodes. Had a variety of people that have been part of the show, guests. We've had local politicians, business leaders, people involved in community projects. We've had different people as regular guests on the show. We've had guest hosts, probably about half a dozen different guest hosts over the years. It's really been a lot of fun. One of the things we've been doing recently is a little segment that that I'm getting from a book called Accidents May Happen, 50 Inventions Discovered by Mistake, written by Charlotte Foltz Jones. This is one of those, kind of like one of those scholastic books, you know, how uh, kids sometimes they can bring home what they call book orders and they can check off books they'd like to buy. I think this is one of those types of books. And thank you, Helen, for providing this for us. But The Yo-Yo. In the Philippines, the word yo-yo means come, come, or to return. With the yo-yo today, it's a toy for kids. It didn't start that way. A version of the yo-yo was used as a weapon in the ancient Far East. In the 16th century, hunters in the Philippine islands tied wooden discs together with a long piece of rope or twine. Sitting in trees, they would throw the weapon through the air, and if the weapon missed the hunter's prey, he would pull it back with the twine and quickly try again. An American named Donald Duncan saw the yo-yo in action in the early 1920s. He changed the design and transformed it into a child's toy that soon became popular. Wow, Duncan. And if you've ever played with yo-yos, you know, when I was a kid, a teenager, yo-yos were kind of having a big resurgence, and then that's happened again a couple times. About every decade, the yo-yo becomes like the number one thing for a while. You'll see some kid just 
literally giving their life to learning how to do yo-yo tricks. And, uh, of course, the famous Tom Smothers uh, yo-yo man, which was always very entertaining. But anyway, the Duncan yo-yo with the butterfly on the side was just so cool. And I had one of those in middle school and thought that was just so good. And I never really got much more than I think I could do like two or three tricks. But I had friends that they would just put tons of time into it. They're really good at it. And uh, every once in a while, you'll just be surprised by someone. Like you'll see something like that, and they'll just pick it up and just start doing these crazy tricks. Yeah, it means they put in hundreds and hundreds of hours into practicing. But the yo-yo by Duncan, and uh, it, it had the butterfly on the side. Then I remember I saved up. Uh, points for some competition and I won the competition and I got a yo-yo and the butterfly when it spun the butterfly would light up it actually had batteries in it it was a Duncan uh, light lit yo-yo anyway a couple other things here June 6th is National Yo-Yo Day and Fast Eddie McDonald must be the yo-yo champ According to the Guinness Book of World Records in 1990, he completed 21,663 loops in three hours with the yo-yo. That's our happy little accidents for today. So very interesting stuff there. Let's talk about, let's see here. I had one article here. Stand by one second. I'm sipping some, some coffee here. Now, we've had lots of coffee up here, and we're getting ready to get some really good stuff from the hub here in just a few moments. But in the interim, because it's been a long day, I was up very late last night, so I'm drinking some coffee. Stand by. And I made it a little strong. So uh, Chris gets his coffee from, from Amazon. It's It was on sale, and it's good. It's a little better than Folgers, but not as good as the hub. So it's, it's right in between, which helps the guys that work up here because that means they're not going to have a long line out the door of people coming up just to swipe free coffee, and then we don't lose all that revenue in the hub, which the revenue goes to missions. So that's good. But someone that really is desperate like I was can still get you know some sustenance from coffee. This I made it so so dark, though. It's kind of clinging to the side of the cup a little bit. Let me take another sip here. Yeah. So it's, it's decent. It's a decent cup. It's mediocre. So I said, uh, the mediocre coffee is ready, and I walked away, and... One of the other staff members' kids was in there, and uh, they said, what is mediocre? So I walked into the room, and Joe Sarney was describing what mediocre meant to one of the kids there. So it was Ray's son, what is mediocre? And I said, well, it's, uh, it's, it's not so good that you can't go home, but it's good enough that you still want to come to work. So here's an interesting story. Now, I have some listeners that this is going to be you're going to be like, wow, I need to get a copy of that. And then the other, you know, 43.7% are going to be like, what? So anyway, this is for the majority of my listeners that do like this, okay? Uh, Some of you, if you are really into baking, you're going to like this. Or if you're really into eating, you're going to like this. Or if you're really into binge-watching BBC-produced Netflix series, This is in the culture section of World Magazine. Made with love, the long-running Great British Baking Show, yep, see, you're being drawn in as we speak, is reality TV with a dash of kindness. I'll just read parts of the article here. It's it's a great little story. It kind of makes you smile. 
Admittedly, the era of binge-watching comes with a lot of downsides, but one upside is that thanks to the global nature of streaming services, hidden gems rarely stay hidden. For example, uh, when this author, Megan Basham, when I told friends I was planning to review The Great British Baking Show, I expected to get some blank stares. Instead, many people responded with squeals of, Oh, I love that show. Isn't that Mary Berry wonderful? Wasn't Martha from the first season so adorable? Yes, she was, by the way, according to the author. This was how I discovered uh, uh, how late a comer I was to the baking competition. So basically, this great British baking show is so entertaining. It is a reality competition show. So they start with this room full of bakers. They give them like this, you know, really neat, um, this neat test kitchen, basically, they're all working in. And it's in this beautiful, you know, British countryside, idyllic area outside. And it's it's basically like a giant tent that's been converted into a kitchen. It's really beautiful. And um, so the, the Great British Baking Show... Um, went from basically being almost like public television to now it's it's one of the top top shows on Netflix. It's clean. It's always clean. It's entertaining. But the thing that it does make it interesting is it's so polite. So, you know, if you watch American baking competitions, now there is a certain camaraderie, you know, it's a fraternity of people or a sorority, depending on who it is, where they, they, they have something in common and so they're kind of but, you know, they're competing against each other for like $10,000 or $50,000 or to get, you know, some kind of contract. And so they lose their tempers. They curse. They, they stomp around. They throw pots and pans across the room. Some of them are like real rebels and real, you know, uh, just real troublemakers. And, and they're edgy. And, and so the competition kind of focuses on that. But the Great British Baking Show is not like that at all. I mean, they have people all different ethnicities and ages. Now, they're all British, but they might not be uh, Caucasian. Some they're, They've had Muslim bakers on there. They've had um, uh, bakers from all different countries all around the world that have immigrated to England. And they're all competing different ages. Some of them are retired. Some of them are young, like in their early 20s. And uh, men and women both. And they go through these different rounds, and they have to make baked goods that I've never heard of. They make these pastries and dishes that are just unbelievable. And they're all baked goods. So they're all different. Usually, some of them are more dinner items or side, like breads and things like that, but a lot of desserts and things. And sometimes they're all making the same thing. It's where I learned about double proofing, for example. Okay, you have to double proof some certain kinds of dough and, and uh, certain types of what a Victorian sponge cake is and things like that. So anyway, different types of icing. And it's just so delightful. And I got to admit, it's really a great show. And I, and I try not to talk about very many shows um, because I don't like to uh, set myself up for being criticized later that, why did you, I was watching that with my children and, you know, and it was terrible. Well, this one here, as far as I know, I've watched one whole season myself. My wife has watched all the seasons that are available has been really good, very entertaining, very clean. And it's one of those things where they uh, they just know how to be polite and witty and everything is filmed beautifully. If you just like cinematography, the way they film it is beautiful. 
but just the humor. And even when they have to criticize one of the bakers, they do it in such a kind way. It's really a lesson in kindness and how to deal with with uh, criticism. So it's really good. And then, you know, they're all rooting for each other. And it's like no one really wants to win by their, you know, if they were in America, it would be totally different. It'd be the great British, it'd be the great American baking throwdown and everyone would be, you know, kicking over stools and hitting the pans, you know, with whatever. Anyway, it's really, it's really good show. Great British baking show. And it's a good article in World Magazine if you want to look it up. Uh, I did not do it justice, I'm sure. So I'm going to take a short break. When I come back, going to be back with... I just saw they just delivered our drinks from the hub, so we're going to be doing a little What's in My Coffee. Plus, This Day in History, some Stranger Than Fiction, the quiz, the news, topic of the day, which is the alphabet. So stick around. More live till 5 after this short break. back with a little more live till five i'm gonna adjust my microphone just a little bit here there we go all right and we're still on the air there we go great all right joined in studio by lawrence nagigas sebastian basil dua and chris herper who just stepped out i'll be right back but glad to have you guys with us today how's your week going uh sebastian how's your week going it's going great uh, action-packed and uh really even busier than last week for me really yeah, i've my schedule you know, just constantly booked everywhere preaching, and it's just wow uh, all week. You're well now that Billy Graham has passed <laughs> on. Yeah, there are a lot of openings. Easily, Sebastian Bazaldua has filled the shoes. Yep, yep. already. There you go. There you go. You start your start your uh, crusade, uh, Lawrence. It was the week of open house. How did that go? It was really good. Uh, each and every year, you kind of wonder who's hearing, how are they hearing, uh, who's going to come. Uh, but great turnout of a lot of good families from around the island. Uh, just some are interested in just getting some information, and others are are really contemplating this being their uh, the right fit for their child. And uh, we're happy to help both. And um, so all around, it's also fun to just meet new families on, on island uh, that otherwise you might not have met, you know, outside of this open house. For now, obviously, yeah. some will be around all the time next year. Yeah, I hope but, so. Uh, but overall, really good open house, and and always a. Uh, uh, a good opportunity to open the campus and, and let people uh, see around. It was a great idea to do the balloon animals this year because I remember a couple years ago we had a bouncy house in there. It was really loud. Yeah, the the, the balloon popping, you know, every yeah. now and then, not so right. bad. Right. But uh, it is definitely fun watching the three and four year olds running around with multiple swords and dogs and bears and you know hat flower hats and yeah. everything else. Yeah, we do not endorse children with swords. Um, <laughs> balloon swords. There are balloons. Is my reference. The shaped were shaped maybe like swords and maybe like large French baguettes. <laughs> yeah. Depends on if with you're sensitive about. End. If you're like a <laughs> sword control person, then it was a French baguette. Sword control. Sword yeah. control. It's a big, big issue. Big thing. Big, big issue. It's been around since the Elizabethan era. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Here's a here's an before perhaps maybe it, yeah. you know could I've heard it both ways here we go um I read this article in Reuters which 
Reuters, the font of all uh, interesting stories here. But um, Reuters talk about this school in Japan, since we're talking about schools, and we have a number of Japanese students here. A public elementary school in Tokyo's upscale shopping district of Genza. We've been to the Genza district, right? Mm-hmm. Um, raised parents' eyebrows with the plan to adopt uniforms designed by Italian fashion brand Giorgio Armani for its students. This is a public school. What? Public school. Uh, Time A Elementary School is introducing the uniforms for in- incoming pupils, each costing more than 80,000 yen or $729, including optional items, or more than three times as much as the current ones, the Huffington Post said. Armani, Japan's head office located in Genza, is just 219 yards away from the grade school. Okay, now at least I can see That makes why. a lot more sense. I was surprised and wondered, the, the Japanese person, before they translate this in English, uh, this is... I can't say it in Japanese, so I'm going to say the English version. I was surprised and wondered why such luxury brand design uniforms have been picked for a public elementary school. An unnamed mother was quoted. I'm worried that the wrong notion of something expensive is good and something cheap is bad could be imprinted on children. Hmm. Um, Her child was seen wearing a uh, Ralph Lauren sweater vest combination. Uh, Anyway, uh, in a letter to parents last November, headmaster... Toshi Sugawada said Taime was a landmark in Genza, and this decision to adopt the Armani design uniforms aimed at creating an atmosphere suitable for such a school. Taime officials were not immediately available for comment, but Wada posted a statement on the school's homepage promising to provide sufficient explanation on the plan for new uniforms. With humility, I take the criticism that explanation has been insufficient and not well-timed. I will go on explaining carefully to those concerned. Yeah, that's what every principal says when they make a decision. Right, Lawrence? Uh, You hope you don't have to. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I guess if you're going to have multi-hundred dollar... $729 for the set of school uniforms. Yeah, how many... Does it say how many uniforms that... That includes? I mean, is it's, that a full week set or is I, that two? I would imagine it's probably five. So it's probably not that high if you divide it by five tops, five bottoms, you know, stockings. Not and, that high. Yeah, but now you're paying you $72 per article. If it's just five yeah. bottoms, five tops, yeah. 72 bucks a piece, I'd say that's in Genza high. In the Genza district, though, I mean, you know. Yeah, but for schools, uniforms that the kids are playing on the playground with, well, and especially since your kids grow a full size between yeah, like they're paying that they're paying a thousand bucks Christmas. for uniforms every semester. Yeah, Should yeah, rent that, uniforms. That, that is that is a lot. That is a lot of money, regardless. I but, see uh, a black market industry of fake Armani, mm-hmm. Armani yeah. uniforms coming. Definitely taking over out Tokyo. of neighboring neighboring uh, Asian countries yes. where they specialize in fake Armani clothing yeah, easily. Yep, yep. I that'll think be, it's a great that'll idea. Be the rage. I wonder how parents would take that here. Hey, tuition's staying the same, but uniforms are going up 1,000%. To what end, though? I mean, I mean, how good does a uniform look way in on, how good a uniform looks way in on the scholastic ability of your students? Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I definitely yeah. know comfort is a factor. Yep. If it's uncomfortable throughout the day, you know, nobody. I could get into that. If they said super comfy uniforms for $729. Yeah. I'd be like, well, okay. All right. But there has Get been research done. There's been research done about people who dress up ha- have an edge over somebody who's dressed down, which is yeah. why 
you know, business in the business world, they're usually in suit and tie. Just I just read an article last week from World Magazine that kids that dress like Batman do better in their chores. So there's lots of ways. There's superheroes against. Yeah, if you dress up like a superhero and and you do your chores, you do a better job at it. Hey, if we wanted to be on the cutting edge, we could institute superhero uniforms. That's right. Our scores would go through the roof. That's right. Capes would just be a, a standard. What if? What if we combine the two ideas? And what if we wear like Giorgio Armani Superman tights? Sure. Sure. And capes. Yes. I see perfect scores in SATs. All over the place. You'll be not only will you be super smart, you'll also be very dapper. Yes. As well. yeah. Uh, yeah. Armani Superman tights. What's more dapper than that? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, but I, I'm yeah. just trying to picture. Where do you put your <laughs> I'm not. lunch card? <laughs> it's like you have to get one of those things that wear it around your neck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, a lanyard. Hey, uh, you know what time it is? It's time to recognize the real superheroes of our campus. Yeah, indeed. They all work at the hub. Keep us going. Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, best little coffee shop on Guam, offering endless varieties of coffee, teas, baked goods, a bunch of other cool stuff, some logo gear. A lot of nice people down there. I go there a lot every day, at least once a day, sometimes 3.76 times a day if you average it out and divide it by the mean. That's a lot. So, anyway, we all have drinks provided for us. Those just listening for the first time, uh, we are going to describe these free drinks that have been brought to us. And our goal is to entice you into wanting to get the same drinks. Now, every once in a while, you get someone who says, I don't like it. But <laughs> at all the other times, we usually like our drinks. We'll describe what it looks like, what it tastes like, because we want to entertain you in the theater of your mind, listening audience. And so we'll start with Chris, because he has the most seniority when it comes to entertaining people in the theater of their mind. Okay. You do. Uh, that's true. Uh, I have a cold drink. It's got a yellow tint to it. It's iced. It's in a clear cup. That's how I see yes. the color yep. of it. Uh, there's a black straw in there. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to go with this theater of the mind thing. You, you're doing a great there's job. A, this is like the new template. It's slightly, there's a little bit of sweat on the cup because okay, it's yes. warmer in the yes. room mm-hmm. than it is in the cup, yes. obviously. Um, it's got a sweet taste to it. Mm-hmm. I, it, I thought it was going to be calamansi, perhaps. It doesn't taste like the calamansi, though. They threw you for a loop. So, it's some other fruity. Okay. It could be a combination of calamansi and something else. Okay. I just realized I, I just pronounced calamansi three different ways. You did. Then three times. It's like that pecan, I said it. pecan. I don't even know and what I'm saying pecan. anymore. Pecan. But yeah. it's a it's a good drink. I like it because I wasn't ready for a coffee drink, and mm-hmm. when I saw the cold yep. drinks, yep, you went right for I it. I went right for it. That's so great. it's refreshing. All right. Well, and this is your house. I mean, we're guests in your house, so you know you you deserve. You're like Papa Bear of of the radio station. What I'm going to do today, by the way, I'm going to do something new during um, during the what's in my coffee segment. Yes, I'm going to do an Instagram story of somebody drinking there. Oh, drink. I think I'll do mm. you, uh, Pastor Jared, here okay. because because you're you have the, the you, mic you in have, front of me. And... You have the most experience with what's in my coffee. Yeah, of yeah. the group here. So it's true. So it's true. But the yeah. camera loves Sebastian. Let's, well, 
that's Uh-oh. one that's that's one man's opinion but i think <laughs> i think we'll be uh we'll be seeing that's a few more of these story opinion, options oh uh, i like i like where this is headed though chris i like where this is headed. <laughs> all right so now sebastian your drink is about 63 percent gone <laughs> yes it is uh, i would deem it a cup of triumph liquid triumph triumph okay. yes because right. wow it's a triumphant return of the Calamansi, I believe. It is? <clears throat> and it's... I, I, the thing is about this drink, I think it gives me, like, heartburn, you know? And But I just keep drinking it because it's so good. Wow. I can't stop. My it's body intense. says stop. Mm-hmm. And I don't stop. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. We're going to have people, people calling in with okay. it, with advice. You persevere, dude. <laughs> Be like, I'll it's have like the anti calamansi. It's the anti radio advice show. <laughs> yeah. You call in and tell us how to solve our our internal problems. <laughs> exactly. Okay, wow. he can't stop, but he needs bit to stop. A little bit of him calamansi. <laughs> Pastor Jared, make he's, him stop. He's willing to drink it at the cost of his <laughs> own health. He's literally yeah. killing himself <laughs> just it's for the show. Yeah. It's awesome. Thank you, Sebastian. Okay, uh, Lawrence, you have the only hot drink. I do, I do, and it's a little harder to see because it's always in the opaque cup. But uh, it's it's a warm drink, and it's not it wasn't too hot. And when you're kind of getting in the mood for this show, you don't want to burn your lip before you talk for True. two hours. So Been there, it's at a that. great temperature to just sort of sip and, and not be overwhelmed with heat. But uh, I, I'm really thinking there's definitely chocolate in here. Uh, I initially, when I first smelled it, it smelled a bit caramely, and that's what I guessed. But now I'm going to go with it being a mocha. And, and oddly enough, I want to say there's some sort of mint in it, but I can't I can't confirm. I, I just don't know if it's strong enough for me to be like, yeah, it's minty. It just sort of is, I think a mocha, a good mocha. And uh, and whether there's mint in it or not, I guess is going to be determined by the uh, description here in a minute. Mm, mm, okay. So it's a warm mocha on a Friday afternoon. Pretty With delicious. a possible hint of mint. A hint, a hint of mint. Hint of mint. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We'll find out here because I have the big reveal coming after mm, I do my. Uh, for a listening audience, I'm going to do my Instagram thing now, so stand by. Okay, I have drink number one here. We're going to take a sip. Ah, that is so good. That it's was like ice a cold. Like experience I, to watch that. <laughs> literally, I feel like a new man. I, I ran out of video. It's only 15 seconds oh, okay. long. Sorry. I hope the last thing <laughs> they two. saw was that expression. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I feel like I just hatched. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I have iced exactly. coffee. It actually cut off at the perfect spot. Oh, great! It did. It was <laughs> awesome. as soon as you awesome. finished it. Boom! It was all off. right. Well, those that where they can follow us on Instagram, right? Yeah, Chris? Uh, it's Harvest Family Radio on Instagram. There you go. All right, you got you got to check that out, guys, and awesome. increase our our viewership. So this is drink number one. It's iced. It's cold. It's a coffee drink. A little bit of cream. A little bit of flavor. We're going to do the big reveal now. Uh, let's see here. Drink number one was me. I have the caramel iced latte. This is ice cold. Oh, iced coffee. Sorry. Caramel iced coffee. Uh, second, the mint mocha. So the hint it of mint. Was a mint. You were right on. I knew it. Uh, Sebastian has number three. He has the mint monsi. Close enough. The calamansi with a hint of mint. That's it's a very a popular drink. combination, it's a by the drink. way. And Chris, you were right. It has calamansi, but it also has something else. And this is something I think they do this to us because they just want us as dudes to have to say this on the air. And if you guessed it, 
and you didn't have it in your drink, everyone would just snicker at you. But it has passion fruit in it. Oh, you yeah. see, I don't, I don't. That's know been two what, weeks in a row. We've had passion fruit. I know. And it's hard to nail that taste. And I and yeah. I would not go there if I wasn't dead dog sure that that's what was in my drink. <laughs> I would not guess yeah, even even if sure. I was eighty percent sure, I would be like, nah, I'm not going to say passion fruit. I'm going to say watermelon. Some kind of fruit. Yeah. So anyway, hey, thank you to the baristas down at the hub. They are some of the nicest people you ever meet, and they make really good coffee drinks. So sure. we have about two minutes till the top of the hour, and then we're going to take a break, come back for this day in history. So guys, what are you doing this weekend? Sebastian, you said you're already going to be busier, and you were being sarcastic. In the real Sebastian world, what are you doing this weekend? Well, I'm going to go to that wonderful play that's happening tonight. Oh, that's right. The one Get I smart. to promote. That's right. Um, and also... And uh, other people can come to that, 7 o'clock at the FLC. It's like seven dollars for adult, five dollars for students. Yeah, yeah, and um, I mean, I guess that's all really. Yeah, I went last night. It, uh, yeah. They did a great job. A lot of a lot of funny and fun, both funny and fun characters in the play. Uh, real enjoyable. Uh, tomorrow night, actually, in case uh, you're also curious about more of the Tumon Bay Festival going oh, on. Oh, that's right. HBBC is singing a a collection. HBBC. The college. Harvest Baptist Bible College. H- oh, wow. Harvest, okay. At 4 o'clock tomorrow in the Agania Shopping Center, uh, center court there in front of the uh, yes. SM and, and, mm-hmm. and the theater and all that down yep. there in the, in the center court. They're singing at 4, and then at 5, our Advanced Strings um, Orchestra got a gold in the Monday competition. Way to or go. I guess it's not a competition. The performance, the Tumon Bay Festival, and so they'll be playing at 5 o'clock. So there's actually... And that's both at Agania Shopping Center. Both, same place. It's about a four-hour concert of a bunch of different things. You don't necessarily have to come and stay for the whole thing unless you yep. like it, uh, like to, but at 4 o'clock and 5 o'clock will be the two um, groups from Harvest uh, being represented there, awesome. the college choir and the high school oh, strings. that's great. That's great. Chris, what are you doing this weekend? That is a great question. I think I'm just going to be taking most of the weekend. That's a good place to off. be, though. It's a good I, place I'm to not, be. I don't think I have anything on my agenda at this moment. As of this moment right now on Friday afternoon at 3.59 p.m. on March 9th, I have the exact same plan as you. Yeah. So we're going to take a short break now. Listeners, stay tuned. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG, 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Stick around for SRN News and a second hour of Live Till 5. With a little more live till 5, a second hour at 4.04 p.m. on this Friday, March 9th. Glad to have you with us. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. This is Live Till 5 here on KHMG. Glad to have you with us today. 
You know, if you ever miss part of the show, you can tune in on Saturdays from noon to 2, Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on the rebound. When we rebroadcast the show in its entirety, two hours, live local talk and variety programming, entertaining, edifying, educating, and just an all-around good alternative for you as you're in your car listening or on your computer, maybe on a downloadable app. There are a lot of different ways to listen to Live Till 5. KHMG.org is our website. You can listen live through there. You can download the podcast there as well. You can see links to the different types of apps you can download to your smart device, your phone, your tablet, so you can listen on the go. Glad to have you with us today. I think I already said that like three times, but I'm drinking this iced coffee that they provided for me from the hub. It's just so tasty, but it's got me in this little loop. I have a scratch on my record and just keep saying the same thing. Like, glad to have you with us today, over and over again. Anyway, hey, you know who's also glad to have you with us? Lawrence Nagengast. Lawrence Nagengast, first off, Lawrence, you're junior, right? Are you a... I am. Yeah, I'm a junior. Okay. We're both Lawrence Richard. Okay, and you... Okay, so your sister told me that. I thought your middle name Richard was because of your mom's father's name, but it's not. Both. Both my grandpa's first name is Richard. Ah, okay. Richard but because Don you're a Richard junior, Forrest. because you're a junior, your dad is also a Richard Lawrence. He's Richard. Lawrence Richard. So that preceded, of course, your right your. And I honestly dad. don't know where Lawrence came from, outside of my dad being named it. But then he was Larry. They called him Larry even as a kid. Mm. And then he just kept Larry all yeah. the way through like his life. Like the Three Stooges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Got it. Life's a bowl full of Larrys. Yeah. So you have that, and then and then. Um, no, I just go by Lawrence pretty much. Yeah. And all sorts of the nicknames. Larry, Larry Bear. Larry I remember Bear. somebody used to call you that all Larry the time. Larry Jr. Yep. And Nags is pretty much well, the one Well, now that your dad's around all the time, your dad is. Yeah. And I regret for nine years never having to put Junior on anything. Right. It's on my passport and it's on my license. Pretty yes. much. That's it. Well, that'd come in handy now that I get his mail. That's right. Or he gets mine yep. pretty much every day. Good thing we have <laughs> your sister being the mail sorter. She's she pretty can good tell the it. difference. Yeah. In, in a lot of ways. I got his Coast 360 today, but I knew it yeah. was his, so I okay. dumped it in his box. No yeah. problem. Yeah. Well, that's how I knew your grandfather's name was Richard, because your yep. recently passed grandfather, Richard Kegel, I Kegel. think. Kegel. Kegel. Yeah. Your sister was sorting the mail, and she's like, oh, I have something for Richard Kegel. I'm like, who is that? Yeah. She goes, oh, that was my grandfather's name. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. So it, we like having your sister working with us. I yep. think she is... She is what we call in the biz jockeying for an opportunity to to get on the show. Oh, oh, she'd be she, she's she Jones really for wants, that yes, for a long yes. time. She is she is in every way trying to <laughs> inch her way up here to get on the show. And she'll say things like, "Oh, that's so cool." Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. You should tell me more about that. Yes. Or like right. she'll just explain everything but say can I come up there and be on mm-hmm. it? Yep, yep. So, and I'm going to yeah. have her up here. Oh, I'm going to yeah. have her sure, up here. Sure, sure. She's just, her personality is so big that I would have to craft part of the show yeah. around her, for sure. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do... Uh, I mean, we already saw what happened with other women in your life that were on the show. Yeah, they <laughs> took right on over. That's right. It is, it is very well nigh, we're ready to start their own yeah. show after they got done with this one. doTERRA essential oil stock <laughs> went up like 13% since that episode. But as though. did Pinecone, so Pinecone. We're, we're betting two <laughs> for two in the last two weeks. I heard they're franchising. I heard. They're going to open one right here. They in have Paragata. to be coming to Guam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, easily. Well, uh, yeah, I got to admit, last week, that last 20 25 minutes of the show was probably some of the funnest radio we've done. I don't know if the listening audience uh, had as much fun no. listening to it as we did. But, you know, it's like 
you know, anything else. I mean, you, you kind of had to be there, but well, even if I, they I, get we half could as have, excited as we were, I could have an exciting show just talking about last week's exciting show. Yeah. We like could. we could just have like a reunion show. We could just rehash the whole yeah, thing. It's like which when makes the Brady Bunch had like a pinecone. They all, yeah. Ex- oh boy, now you got me going again. <laughs> Here we go. Oh no, can't say anything. Yep. Not even rehash. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, I'll start with this day in history. All and the way us, rehash. That'll get us progressing Browns. out of out of the okay. land of. All right, go ahead because it's Friday, March 9th, and we need to know what happened on this day in history. Sure. Last week we talked about pinecone so much we didn't even get to. We this didn't part even of the get show. to it. In fact, we said this day in. Well, let's talk about the pinecone. Well, and that was the that. most that's we right. said. I don't even yep, think we said right. the word history. Nope, nope. So uh, we better get to it. 1497, Nicholas Copernicus first recorded astronomical observation. So he's known for a lot of different things when it came to astronomy and... Um, heliocentric. Heliocentric theory, which was obviously later proven wrong, but this is the guy that had a lot of different um, um, thoughts and discoveries, even on his own, uh, 600 years ago or so. Uh, 1522, Martin Luther begins preaching his Invocavit sermons, I don't know exactly how to pronounce that, in the German city of Wittenberg, reminding citizens to trust God's word rather than violence and thus helping bring to a close the revolutionary stage of the Reformation. Uh, The Reformation, relatively bloodless, but there came a time specifically in Switzerland and other countries where it went to all-out civil war between the cantons is what they were called in Switzerland, or, or basically the states or counties, whatever you want to call it, the broken down parts of Switzerland, was all a, all out civil war over uh, the reformational ideas. That's why a lot of people don't like John Calvin, because they read his biography and see some of the things that happened during that time, and they kind of defy explanation. Yeah, yeah, it was just... Sad for all intents and purposes, but that's what Martin Luther gets up and calls, you know, listen, this is not probably the best way to go about doing this. 1765, after a public campaign by the writer Voltaire, judges in Paris posthumously exonerate Jean Calas for murdering his son. Calas had been tortured and executed in 1762 on the charge, though his son had actually committed suicide. Oh. So... That's an intense punishment, obviously life for life here, but the the, the the court system didn't quite do its due justice to his uh, his life and, and wow. assumed he had killed his son when he hadn't. So that uh, it's kind of sad. 1864, Ulysses S. Grant is appointed commander of Union Army, uh, and it couldn't come a day too soon. There had up to this point been, I believe, six other generals Technically five. One, One of those of guys twice. twice. Right? Yep. Yeah, it's almost like a Grover Cleveland uh, kind of situation. But That's an obscure reference with an obscure reference. Yeah. What? The, the general who is a lot like Grover Cleveland. It's like an obscure president reference for an yeah. obscure general. Well, they reference. both served in their yeah. respective position twice. Yes. Not back to back. So uh, I believe there were That's six. Like Ray Lovemo. Yes. Yeah, a little bit like that. A little bit um, six times, and this guy's the seventh. The confederates only had two and one was there a very short time and then robert ely took over and he was honestly the reason why the confederates lasted as long as they did the union had more men the union had more trains the union had the telegraph and basically those are the three main reasons they won grant was good nobody was good as lee uh he was probably one of the best generals americans ever known he, he was able to compartmentalize uh, the the fighting basically they had the scorched earth policy 
They that did. you know their march to what was it? Their march to the well, coast or march? Well, Sherman's to, march to the sea was yeah. different than what they were doing. They just backed themselves into certain cities um, and fortified them and tried to outlast the Union, uh, but that didn't that didn't work out so well. Mm-hmm. They had the French um, ready to assist them. But uh, and their navy, and that was probably going to be one of the ways they could have escaped and survived a little longer. But uh, that got foiled as well. Um, and they had other business they had to do attend to, and they were not the help that the South thought they were going to get. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of things there uh, you could talk about. But Grant was definitely, you know, the man for the job. I guess you could say they finally got there, and then um, he'll become the 18th president, I believe. Uh, part of the reconstruction period terrible alcoholic though yeah he was supposed to be um just one more comment and i'll move on but he was supposed to be in that in the theater i believe when they assassinated lincoln and they were looking to actually assassinate him too there were four leaders the president grant the vice president and somebody else that they were trying to all take out and basically create a full-on anarchy in the U.S. government. Yeah. Uh, one was Seward, I believe. The um, I think, was he Secretary of State? Seward's Folly? Yeah, Seward, Alaska. Secretary of State. They, when he did they that. tried to assassinate him in his bed, and he also survived. Oh, yeah. He yeah, survived. Yeah. He had fallen off a horse yeah. and was it was laying in the bed with a partially broken back, and, and his bodyguard basically fought the assassin yep. there in the bedroom. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some intense stories from uh, yep. history that sort of get overlooked. And rightly so. The president's assassination is the biggest story yeah. from that era. I just saw but, it pop um, up on YouTube uh, on the sidebar. You know how, like, you, I was watching a video of actually Billy Graham's TV interviews. Hmm. And on the side was an interview on What Is My Line? It was a 1950s yeah. TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had the last living witness of the Abraham Lincoln assassination was on that show. No kidding. He was an old man. He was being interviewed. He was a he young man at there least at the theater. Been 90. Yeah. Because he'd need to be at least about 10, and that was 80 years ago yep. from that show. Yep. Whew. It's an old fella. Yeah, that, um, I, that, that's an intriguing story to me, that entire thing um, with, uh, with John Wilkes Booth. And his brother was acting in that play, and he, because he was so you know, stricken with grief about what his brother had done, he vowed to quit acting for life, but it only was a month later, and he was back in there acting again. So that was an that act. didn't last long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nineteen thirty. Uh, Doctor oh, Mud, right? Doctor Mud was the guy who tended at John Wilkes Booth and uh, claimed that he did not know, did not know that uh, John Wilkes Booth had assassinated the president. And yeah, because he jumped he off arrested. the balcony and yeah. broke his ankle right. on the stage, and he left his boot underneath this doctor's bed. And then when they arrested the doctor, I believe the doctor was yeah. uh, executed for that. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, uh, that part I can't remember, but you're right. I yeah, think I, that's. Yeah, I knew he got help. Just though. take my word for it. I will. <laughs> just because <laughs> I got Sherman and Grant mixed up. Yeah, that's okay. 1935, Adolf Hitler announces the creation of a new air force. This would be the Luftwaffe, uh, which was an incredibly powerful air force uh, for its day, and and really one of the reasons why Germany was so powerful is all the bombing they could do before their military on the ground ever had to do um, anything is they they did so much destruction um 1936 babe ruth turns down reds to make a comeback as a player um he was uh something else 
Babe Ruth. But he had, we already had a reference to him earlier in the show. Yeah, it's when you uh, thought you knew what the coffee was, and you just called it, you pointed out, and said, I think that's a mocha. Yeah. I think that's a mocha. It's like Babe Ruth pointing to the stands. <laughs> I'm going to hit a home run out there. And it was a mocha. And you even said it might have mint in it, and it did. Yeah, it did. I tasted it. 1945, 334 U.S. B-29 Superfortress attacked Tokyo with 120,000 firebombs. So if you think about the time, this is March of 1945. The atomic bombs won't happen until August. So this is a solid um, seven months previous to that happening. And this was the attack they thought would get them to reconsider their position in the war. Because this is right on the capital city of Tokyo. Uh, the aftermath of the single deadliest air raid of World War II, the firebombing of Tokyo. That, that's the whole war, um, this firebombing, and they still would not uh, surrender. No. So let me go down and, and say something positive and recent. Yeah, let's, let's I, I have some positive. I think we probably should move to our quiz here pretty quickly. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we have here. Um, you know, the, Anything the, positive there's, at all? There's never... Um, cause this is already, let's, let's say that Pinecone, the discussion about the Pinecone Diner is a 10, let's make it an 11. And then let's say that talking about, you know, um, John Wilkes Booth assassination is like a one on the negative scale and Pinecone is an 11 on the positive scale, you know, that we need to end somewhere in the four to five range if possible. At well, least. in 2011, the, sh- the space shuttle Discovery made its final landing after 39 flights. Okay, that's, that's we'll, almost we'll, just. We'll take that. <laughs> we'll take Neither, that. Yeah, it's a five. It's a five. That's it's right not in the positive middle. or negative. It's right in the middle. It's, it's right just in the middle. a fact. I mean, all of this just actually highlights the fact that we're not talking about diners right now. Yep. It's hard to recover hard from though. something like that. That was just so much fun last it week. It was, uh, that, that all happened without any thought. Nope. It just happened. Yep. yep. Did you see that one of our listeners, one of our faithful listeners on, um, in Wisconsin, wrote a, um, a comment on our Facebook page about living right down the road. Really? She lives oh. in Whitewater. I did not see lives that. Lives right down the road from there. And, no kidding. Um, students from Maranatha go to her church and wow and so they go there to eat thank you faithful listener yeah and you know what i always thought that living on guam we were you know some of the most blessed people in the world because of our sunshine and beaches and ocean and friendly people and we are good food yeah we are we're the second most blessed people in the world right you uh dear lady are the first most because you live in the same neighborhood (laughs) as uh the pine cone right so there we go and Go ahead, Lawrence. That that's it. I, I just wanted to, to to thank her as well for the kind comment. That's, that's it. right. We appreciate. It. We like hearing from our listeners all around the world. So go to our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Let us know you're listening. Send us a comment about some, one of the segments. You know what we're going to do right now? We're just gonna we're going to uh, go right into our quiz with Sebastian because I know Lawrence. See, Lawrence has a couple different jobs. He delivers pizzas on the side. He's a ballroom dance instructor. Sometimes really good with the foxtrot, especially. Ah. Um, he does. He's like a partner for you know. He teaches uh, elderly people how to do the foxtrot, and um, and then he times. is also a principal at a school that's located very near the radio station. So he has a lot of different things to do. But today he's also a guest on Sebastian's quiz. Sebastian, what's our quiz about today? It's about well, multiple things, and I use many letters of the alphabet to portray these questions. Okay, or answers. Because our topic of the day is the alphabet. 
which we're going to be talking oh. about very soon. Yeah, so actually, very how soon. we're going to play today is a little different. You're all going to work together to give one answer to each we're question I give. Because okay. I'm not giving you any multiple choice here. Uh -oh. Okay. All right. All right. And you got to wash, get you dry, and you put away. <laughs> okay. You got to get eight we're out of ten. We're standing at the kitchen sink even now. Yep. Eight out of ten to pass this quiz. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, so what's going to happen is I'm going to give the first letter of the word, uh, and you have to figure out what it is. All right. But but I, oh. I will give like actual information behind it too. So okay. All right. Here we go. Question one. <laughs> what did the German physicist Wilhelm Röntgen discover? What? It starts with the letter. Who was it? It's Wilhelm Ro Wilhelm? Wilhelm. Wilhelm Röntgen. Rumpelstiltskin? No, no, I don't know. But the letter starts with X. The X-ray. Mm. Hey, we're supposed to have teamwork. Oh, 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 I'm yeah. sorry. Well, okay. You're well, supposed to say, might it be the X-ray, <laughs> <laughs> fellas? Could it be? Well, the only other options are the xylophone and... I, I don't think he discovered that. A German physicist? A physicist discovered... Could be that xylitol gum. <laughs> they had that back in the, the, the 30s. So x-ray? X-ray sounds good. To me, that's probably Let's the best do Final answer? X-ray, yes. Correct. It's the x-ray. All right. Thank yes. you. Great job. One out of eight. All right. Give the name for a piece of furniture that conveniently folds away and is useful when putting up an unexpected overnight guest. Start with a Z. It's um, the name of a piece of furniture. It's like a hideaway bed, mm -hmm. but yeah. I don't know what the probably technical Z term is for Z. it. Um, so it's a it's a fold away bed, like a futon. It'll almost, probably be something a, like a zap it away. Yeah, it's a, a zap it away, mm, as seen on TV. I hope it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Buy now. <laughs> that two free great. zap it away pillows. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Man, what? I'm trying to think what, what Z. It's it's not a divan. It's not. There a are people couch. yelling it a, right yeah, now. Probably Z as it's kind of out there somewhere. Like I'm feeling like it's. Is there it somewhere. the brand or is it the actual name of the item? It's the name of the the piece actual of name of the piece yeah. of furniture. Wow! So a piece of furniture starts with the letter Z, Z for our Canadian listeners, and um, okay. Wow! I don't even begin to know a Z so word. So I was gonna if I was like, hey, uh, you're gonna stay over. We're gonna put you down on the Z in the uh, dining room. What's what's a Z? Oh, you have a hey, Z in the can you, room? can you please fold up the Z and <laughs> put it back in the room. closet? The Z, the 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 zipper. The the I don't zipper. even know. Zephyr? Is that real? Yeah, yeah it's know. a it's like a cot. Like you might a, have to take this as one of our two oh, strikes. Here. Okay, all right. We don't know. I don't know. Well, it's the Z bed. The Z bed. <laughs> Are you serious? Come on. So we have X ray and Z bed. That makes sense. I could see that. Like it's one of those. <laughs> oh, it folds yeah. up like a Z. It yeah, does. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah Sorry. Okay. Yeah. They have those at Kmart. All right. Next question. What is the longest river in Asia? Start with the Y. The Yangtze. Yangtze. I think that's our final. You know, like Yangtze Doodle Dandy. Yeah. All right. Well. It's definitely not the Yellow River, which no. you might have guessed. It's actually, yes, the Yangtze. Yangtze. Because the yellow guys. is the Huang Ho. Yeah. And the, the yellow is just the most yellow river in Asia. All right. Chris, you might have uh, solid advice on this one. Okay. What is the westernmost and smallest of Canada's three federal territories bordering Alaska? What's to start it with? Begins with letter Y, right? Begins with letter Federal letter y. territories bordering Alaska. Well, you must be Yukon or Yukon. Yeah, the Yukon. Yeah, that's in Mexico. Yukon. Yukon territory. Yukon. Yukon. 
Yep. yep. Atlantic. If it yep. borders Alaska, they it's also Yukon have good territory. potatoes. The or Northwest Land. Territory. It is the Northwest Yukon. Good huge. job. It is the Yukon. Yukon. Yep. All right. Next question. What number can't be represented in Roman numerals? Starts as a Z. Yeah, zero. Might it be? Well, it is because Z everything zero. else from one up to whatever can be represented. Zero. Yeah, it's zero. Good job, guys. Great. Lawrence, good job. <laughs> um, question six. What would you call a fear of all animals, starting with a Z? Zoophobia. <laughs> Zootopia. Zoo, well, Zoophobia. Well, is I it mean, really it? I, I mean, it's going to be phobia something. Zooloophobia. So yeah, it could be. Zoo a, there could be a syllable zoo in between zoo and phobia, but I would just zoolophobia. Yeah, zoolophobia. 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 I'm going to go with zoophobia. That's my final. This is not ringing true in my head. Like zoology, so it's zoolophobia. What? Zoo. Let's so go. Sure with, let's that. go with what Lawrence says. Zootopia. No, zoophobia. <laughs> I don't think they want to be zoophobia. <laughs> um, it is zoophobia. Good there job. you go. Right. I seems it. it's almost seemed too easy. Too, too easy. easy. Yeah. But yeah. you know, Sebastian's being so nice to us today. Uh, he picked the last that drink. Z-bed. Yeah, Z-bed. What's up with that? <laughs> I thought you guys would get that I hate one. to be tricked <laughs> with something obvious. All right. Next question. <laughs> what kind of flag is used to signi signify a diseased ship? Start with the Y. Oh, I have it right here in my pile, but I haven't read it yet. <laughs> a diseased ship, huh? Yes. Probably something like... Um, Starts with a Y. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, pirates would not attack if they thought that you had the Black Plague. Uh, the so you raised the yellow flag. <laughs> The YOLO, Yolo. You only lived once, <laughs> and now we all died on the ship. Uh, um, the yucky flag. It's, uh, everyone's really feeling yeah. yucky. Yuck. Or all, the yellow all, flag. Yeah, it could be yellow. It could just be some simply yellow because you want them to be able to see it from a distance. I'm trying to think of anything that relates to sick, but it's probably some unique term. But anyways, I don't know. We just gave four Let's guesses. do yellow. You want the yellow, yellow flag? Yellow. Yeah. You sure, all sure, on board. Why not? I guess. All Good on board. job. It's the yellow flag. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Just a yellow flag, then. Just a simple yeah, I thought it had a flag. simple or a name. I, to I it. wasn't going to pick anything that was like too drastic as far as like the name that you're supposed to say. You know. Okay. So, well, knowing that, appreciate now. that. Yeah. yeah. So, question number eight: What is an Australian wild dog called? Dingo. dingo. Starts with a D. Dingo. Dingo. Mm. Bingo. Think. It's a dingo. Yep. There you go. <laughs> and that was his name-o. Congratulations. Oh, what dingo. question is this? Eight? That was eight. So Ooh, we and have we two missed left. one, right? And we have missed one. Mm -hmm. yeah. What is the name of s given to someone who studies plants? Starts with a B. A botanist. Uh, Plantologist. Botanist. Yeah. Botanist. Sure, not a biologist. Botanist. No, that's human life. Bonza botanist. That's botanist. Good job, but we'll give you the last question. Just yeah, the listeners at home you guys might won. not have eight yet. Yes, yes. Last question: White Admiral and Camberwell Beauty are different types of what creature? A White Admiral and Camberwell Beauty. What are those? There are different types of mm. what creature? Oh. What creature? Letter. Starts with the B. Um. Uh, white, oh, a, white, a white admiral. I think it's birds, but a white admiral bird. Yeah, that's what and I think it is. And a Camberwell Dodger. What did you say? Cam <laughs> Camberwell. Yellow-bellied yellow sapsucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
A bird? B? Is that I, what you're I, bird, it, I think bird it's a bird. Yeah. So it, sounds, it sounds good to me. Yeah, it seems like it should be like but a, Sebastian said, like, like I some Australian exotic bird. Yeah, but that's we what already dingo just got was. A dingo. Yeah. <laughs> the booper will. No, it's, it's like the types of animals that this is oh, included in. It's birds then, probably. Yeah. Or it could be, you know, badgers. Men, men from the UK. Yeah. Well, you can have a white admiral. <laughs> Camberwell Beauty. And a Camberwell Beauty. (laughs) 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 That's it. (laughs) All right, Bird, let's do it. Bird. Well, you fulfilled the the, uh, minimum requirement, but you did not get that correct. Oh, no. What is it? A butterfly. Uh, Oh, Uh, tricky, tricky. I don't know if there's any butterflies like that down there at the the office, you know, because we have that. Oh, I bet. I would imagine there are. I don't (laughs) bet there are. I I don't bet like Lawrence does, but I imagine there probably are. I'm not I'm not into gambling like him. So there you go. (laughs) Oh, boy, that got louder all of a sudden. It's amazing what happens when you I just push a few it. buttons. Yeah, I was fixing it. Okay. Well, listeners at home probably don't know any different. Hey, guys, thank you so much. Lawrence, have a great weekend. We're going to take a short break. And uh, thanks for the quiz there, Sebastian. Really you're appreciate welcome. it as well. So, Chris, you're going to stick around and give us a little news in a few minutes? Yes. All right. Listening audience, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. It is 4.29 p.m. on this Friday, March 9th. You can always catch the show on Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on The Rebound or download the podcast through khmg.org. Let us know you're listening through Harvest Family Radio Guam's Facebook page. You can also follow us on Instagram and see the expression I had on my face when I took a drink of this iced coffee. More Live Till 5 after this short break. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. 4.35 p.m. on this Friday, March 9th. Again, if you ever miss part of the show, tune in on Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. You ever catch yourself, Chris, just talking too fast and you hear it and then you slow yourself down intentionally? Yes, I think so. That just happened to me. Did it? I started just rattling off the thing I rattle off all the time. Yeah. And then I realized it all blurred together like one long word. So I slowed myself down. One must avoid this on the radio. Yes. Especially if we're going to maintain this level of excellence. Yeah. Broadcast excellence. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of broadcast excellence, Chris Harper, for those just tuning in, is our station manager, all around good guy, news anchor, uh, journalist, uh, beekeeper, and. uh, he's also the uh, guy that watches for tsunamis. For he's the campus tsunami alert warden and fire marshal. Fire marshal. Fire marshal. Does yes. that mean I have to go around and check all the? That's right. Fire yeah. alarms. You got to make sure that all those buckets, yeah, all the buckets are. Remember in the old yeah. days, like you watch like old, old. Black yeah, and white movies, yeah. and they, they had throw the, buckets on exactly. the, the used, barn that yes, was on exactly, fire. Exactly, like yes. that was going to help. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, hey Chris, what's happening in the news? 
Well, this has been perhaps the uh, the biggest news item of the day, and you may have heard it at the top of the hour on SRN News. This is from SRNNews.com. But President Donald Trump has accepted an offer for a summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, and they're going to do that apparently by May, and that's what a top South Korean official has said on Thursday. No serving American president has ever met with a North Korean leader. The U.S. and North Korea do not even have a formal diplomatic relationship. The two nations remain in a state of war because of the 1950 to 1953 Korean War and how it ended with an armistice and not a peace treaty. So that's definitely the biggest news item of the day and and perhaps affecting our area of the world as well. Uh, Another uh, worldwide news item that has been um, at least in the past several days, a sort of a top item, and that is that Russian or former Russian spy Sergei Skripal, who has been convicted by Russia of betraying agents to British intelligence, was critically ill on Monday after exposure to an unidentified substance in Britain. Two sources close to the investigation told Reuters. This came from SRNnews.com. It's a Reuters story. British police said two people, a 66-year-old man and a 33-year-old woman, had been found unconscious on a bench at a shopping center on Sunday in uh, the South English city of Salisbury after exposure to that unknown substance. Both are critically ill and in intensive care. Police have declared this a major incident. Skripal, once a colonel in Russia's GRU Military Intelligence Service, was convicted in Russia of treason in 2006, but exchanged as part of a Cold War-style spy swap in 2010 on the tarmac of the Vienna airport. Wow. Sounds like an interesting uh, episode. Skripal is 66 years old. I believe there were multiple people affected by, they think of some kind of nerve agent or something. Right. I think there's three people hospitalized. The two uh, that they mentioned in the article there is... Skripal and I, I can't remember some other lady and then mm-hmm. I but I believe uh, one of his children or something were affected by this and then some other passerby uh, folks right. were also affected by it. so that's that is the stuff of movies and spy novels that that you you, you don't imagine that actually happening in but in it's happened society before. it's yeah. also happened before in the the other uh, person um, involved in um, spying what died. Actually yeah, I remember died. they they said it was one little uh, gram of some kind of poison, and it and right. it, and he said I've been poisoned, and he died within a day or two. I yeah. believe. Yeah, there's a famous story of a, a former spy in Britain being um, mysteriously dying, and I believe there was Russian ties to this one as well. Uh, what happened is he got poked in the back of the leg yes, yes. by a. Uh, an, an umbrella. Yeah. And the umbrella had been, you know, um, obviously rigged to contain poison at the yep. tip or yep. something of that nature. And I believe they actually found the device. Um, so, yeah, there's been a lot. There's, it seems like MI6 or the secret and, and, uh, or the intelligence services, I think is what they actually refer to it as in Britain. But, it's known in like novels and things as MI6. They seem to 
have a lot. They there are more. Uh, there's a lot more intrigue going on around yeah. that than CIA. You don't hear much about the CIA in the United States right. with the cloak and dagger type of well, stuff. There was there was uh, something in the news a month or two ago when there were some some exchange of information uh, from British intelligence related to Donald Trump and the Russia ties and all these things, and and some of the information came through British intelligence, and then I heard a. Uh, uh, you know the dossier are you talking about yeah the about? dossier stuff yeah. some of that came and they it's were a deep issue but. they were interviewing uh, someone that's an expert on the different intelligence agencies around the world and basically the long and short of it is the british intelligence uh, services services they yeah. are the premier intelligence gathering service in the world yeah there's really no one else that quite compares to what mi6 is able to do right and some of its Location, some of its longevity, some of its self-preservation, I believe, as well. You know, right. um, America, we we just assume we're the best at everything, but we're not. Yeah. And uh, intelligence gathering is one thing that we are not superior, according to this person. Yeah. Not superior to the UK and. Yeah. Um, although they couldn't prevent uh, one of their uh, people they're supposed to be protecting from being poisoned in public. So. <laughs> yeah. A uh, Bengal tiger cub that was being smuggled into California from Mexico has undergone emergency surgery to fix internal problems he probably had before being rescued. The San Diego Zoo Safari Park says this male cub named Mocha had an operation on Tuesday and appears to be recovering, but he'll remain under observation. Mocha was six years old when he was found on the floor of a car last August at a San Diego border checkpoint. Tigers are endangered. It's illegal to import them without a permit. I, th- I would think, obviously, uh, he was handed over to the park. The driver, who claimed he had bought the cub as a pet, was sentenced to six months in prison. Wow. But I just thought that was an interesting story. The, the, um, the smuggled tiger cub that someone said they, they were bringing in as a pet. Hmm. They were hiding it, but anyway, we did a story okay. a couple months ago on um, in Pakistan. It's a little bit like the wild, wild west in in some parts of Pakistan, and I think it was yeah. in Islamabad or one of those places. These super wealthy uh, businessmen in Pakistan, they have all these exotic animals, and it's not uncommon to see someone in a truck driving through Islamabad with a chained tiger or lion in the back of their in the back of their truck in the bed of their truck hmm. as like a symbol of their you know conquest they've got this you know huge animal i don't know how you get it out of the truck without it eating somebody but uh, and you don't want your kid to go over and say oh look it's a kitty yeah, in the back right, of the truck right and, right yeah yeah that's not a good that's yeah. not a good day yeah exotic animals hmm, crazy well, Chris, thank you very much. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find those news articles? Because I know we have radio news yeah. at the top of the hour. Those are all from srnnews.com. And srnnews.com has their stories on there from AP and from Reuters. And so one of these stories was from Reuters. I know. And then some of them are written by Salem Radio Network, which is SRN yeah. News. Yeah. So it's srnnews.com. I think I told you last year when I was in the States in South Carolina, I was listening and uh, it was a... Uh, 
radio, I was listening to the news at the top of the hour, and it was... Um, townhall.com. Townhall.com. But it was the same people as the SRN News right. voices. Okay, well, I've got a little... I've got an update on that. The other night I was in here at about 11 o'clock at night, 11.30 at night, and I heard on, the, on our radio station, and this is townhall.com. Oh, because it automatically downloads. It so, automatically yep. downloads, and apparently... They had mixed up the folder that they ah. put the news in, and we got the townhall.com newscast, and which we never do. And so this was, I don't know, this was several days ago. I'm not, I'm not sure which day it was. But I had headphones on over there at my desk, and so I thought, am I losing it? Did I hear townhall.com? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm... Yeah, it's the Quite same. It's the same yeah. uh, radio voices and things like that. But it's just the exact a different... same news, just yeah. a different tag. Mm. Okay, that's all, all right. it is. Yeah. yeah, and you know, for us at eleven o'clock at night, not as big of an impact. But I imagine that would have been prime drive time, seven a.m., eight a.m. Central Time or East Coast Time. Yeah, that would have been a much bigger error. Uh, yeah, in the states. But Some, somebody got the error too. They, yeah, other people got that error. Yeah. Well. You know, everyone is granted at least one mistake. We've made a few up here. We've made right. a few. Very few. Yeah. But we try and we try not to have too many. But a uh, few, it, it's, I mean, it couldn't be more than a dozen or so a, a show. Yeah, per hour. Maybe, couldn't, yeah. Between couldn't. breaks. Yeah. So, well, hey, Chris, thank you very much for uh, bringing the news to us today. Yeah. And for uh, hanging out with us on the air. I'm going to take a short break. When I come back, I'm going to finish up talking about our topic of the day which is the alphabet. So stick around more live till five after this short break. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me. While I'm on this old Teacher's journey, I want Jesus to walk with me. Take my hand. And we're back with the last 12 minutes of the show. It's 449 on Friday, March 9th here at KHMG. Talking about the alphabet today. Where did the first alphabet come from? Well, According to History.com, before the alphabet was even invented, early writing systems had been based on pictographic symbols known as hieroglyphics or on cuneiform wedges produced by pressing a stylus into soft clay. Because these methods required a plethora of symbols to identify each and every word, writing was complex and limited to a small group of highly trained scribes. Sometime during the second millennium BC, estimated between 1850 to 1700 BC, a group of Semitic-speaking people adapted a subset of Egyptian hieroglyphics to represent the sound of their language. The proto-Sinaitic script is often considered the first alphabetic writing system, where unique symbols stood for single consonants. Vowels were omitted. Written from the right to the left is spread uh, and spread by the Phoenician maritime merchants who occupied part of modern Lebanon, Syria, and Israel. This consonantal alphabet, also known as the Abjad, 
consisted of 22 symbols, simple enough for ordinary traders to learn and draw, making its use much more accessible and widespread. By the 8th century BC, the Phoenician alphabet had spread to Greece, where it was refined and enhanced to record the Greek language. Some Phoenician characters were kept, others were removed, but the paramount innovation was the use of the letters to represent vowels. Many scholars believed it was this addition which allowed the text to be read and pronounced without ambiguity, marked the creation of the first true alphabet. There you go. The American alphabet, for example, according to Today I Found Out, often considered one of the more difficult languages to master, thanks to the incredible amount of inconsistencies in the language, should come as no surprise that the development of the modern English alphabet involves several languages, hundreds of years, and varieties of conquerors, missionaries, and scholars. And it kind of goes on to break it down, like five pages of information about the American alphabet. The one I wanted to really get to, though, this is what sparked it. Today I was talking to someone. She doesn't like to be mentioned on the show, so I'm not going to mention her, but she said she wouldn't listen if I mentioned her. Sometimes she doesn't listen anyway because she's afraid I'm just going to mention her anyway. But she was talking, and she was talking on the phone, trying to give letters and numbers to someone over the phone. And she was having to say letters. And you know how K and A and J all sound the same on a staticky phone line. So you can use this military alphabet. So this is from military.com. There are different uh, phonetic alphabet designations for every letter. And I just want to share these with you. Those of you who've been in the military, you're familiar with this. I believe when I was in basic training, we did not have to memorize this. But I believe my, my fellow brothers and sisters in arms had to memorize the phonetic alphabet because of radio communication. Those that were in the Navy and the Army at that time in the 90s, I think, had to memorize this. But in the Air Force, we did not have to memorize it. What, so I will do a little quiz with you, okay? So the, the letter A, alpha, right? In World War II, it was actually able or affirm. B, bravo, back in World War II, it was a letter, it was called Baker, C, Charlie. It's been Charlie even since World War II. D, Delta was dog during World War II. Echo for E was easy. That's why like you'll hear easy company. Well, that was E company. Back then they used easy for E. F, Foxtrot, which was just Fox back then in uh, World War II. G, Golf. It was George back then. H, Hotel. It was Howe back then. I for India. It was Item. Juliet for J, right now, it was Jig back then. Kilo, K-I-L-O for K, it was King back at World War II. The reason they do this is because if you're going to be trying to give very specific coordinates or instructions, you want there to be no ambiguity on the other side. So these phonetic alphabet letters really help with that. And so, but it has morphed. So if you read a book about World War II, or you watch an old World War II movie, they might not be using the same phonetic designations that we use today. Lima is L. It was love back then. M, Mike. It's been Mike even since World War II. November is the letter N now. It used to be uh, non or negative. O, Oscar. It was option or oboe. P for Papa. It was Peter back then. Q for Quebec. It was Queen. R for Romeo, it was Roger back then. Matter of fact, that's where the phrase Roger that comes from. Hey, I received your message, Roger that. S for Sierra, it was sugar back then. T for tango, 
It was tear, T-A-R-E, which is a word we don't use as much now. U for uniform. It was uncle back then. V for victor. It's always been victor. W for whiskey. It was William back at World War II. X for x-ray. It's always been x-ray. Y for Yankee, it was Yoke. And Z for Zulu, it was Zebra back at World War II. And then to top on top of that, so what if it's not radio communication, but you still need to be able to give a message? The U.S. Navy signal flags. Even today, sometimes ships will need to go on radio silence. And so Navy signalmen transmit messages by hoisting a flag or a series of flags on the halyard. Each side of the ship has halyards and a flag bag containing a full set of signal flags. We have on the wall here in the radio station signal flags that represent KHMG. And we used to say, if you came in and you recognized that those were signal flags, we'd give you a free drink to the hub. But I said it so much that now everyone knows. So they have a different flag for every letter and every number. If the flag is standing alone, it actually represents a message as well. So if it's the flag for Alpha... It is the flag for Alpha, or it is the flag for I have a diver down. Keep well clear at low speed. B for Bravo, the, the red flag, it's I'm taking in, discharging, or carrying dangerous cargo. So I wanted to look and see what does KHMG's flag stand for. The letter K, Kilo, I wish to communicate with you. It's a yellow and blue flag, kind of two vertical stripes, yellow and blue. The letter H, Hotel, I have a pilot on board. That flag is a white and red stripe vertical. And then the letter M for Mike, it it looks like a Scandinavian uh, cross. It's a diagonal X on white with a blue background. Mike, my vessel is stopped making no way. And then the G, the G flag golf is yellow and blue stripes. There's three yellow and three blue vertical stripes golf. I require a pilot. So it's very interesting. There's all kinds of messages they can communicate with these U.S. Navy signal flags, and it, it helps to communicate when there's no ability to do radio communication. Do you copy that? Roger that? Yeah. Very interesting. And uh, now you know at least why there's a difference sometimes when people are using the different letters and they're saying Alpha, but you watch an old war movie and they're saying Able or Bravo, and it used to be... Um, uh, boy or whatever it was when I just read the letter there. So anyway, that's the alphabet. Got me inspired to talk about the alphabet today. Communication is very important. This medium that we do here, radio, is one of many ways to communicate. We like to communicate in writing. Chris Harper writes some excellent blogs. I'd encourage you to follow us on Harvest Family Radio's Facebook page because then you'll have access to that blog. You also can go to our website where we're communicating not only messages from Live Till 5, which is kind of a lighthearted approach, but also some great preaching programs, Building Great Leaders, Living Redemptively, Harvest Harvest Time, Heart of Harvest, Harvest Echoes. Uh, all these different programs and more are available through khmg.org. You can download the podcast, subscribe. Then you'll be getting all these great messages, great resources. We have actually on our website now, you can go to khmg.org, and you can look up a sermon by topic, by speaker, by passage. They're all cataloged there. So if you're looking for something specific, maybe you heard a message here one time about heaven, and you're, you're looking for it, you can actually type in heaven, and you can see all the messages that we've been able to load to the library so far about that topic. 
So hopefully that's a blessing to you. We do that to be a resource to you. We've been doing this for 23 years, getting ready to celebrate an anniversary here at the studio. We'll tell you more about that next week. Now, finally, I would like to invite you to our church if you don't have a church home. Not trying to steal you from another church. If you're going to a church where they open the Bible and they preach God's word, hey, be faithful, be there, worship together with your brothers and sisters in Christ, and don't go just to be a spectator. Go to be a blessing to someone else. Go and serve your brothers and sisters in Christ. You just never know what a difference you're going to make. But let's say you've kind of drifted away from church, or maybe you've never really been committed to a church family. Come visit us here at Harvest Baptist Church Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. It's our worship service. It's in the church auditorium here. 9.30 a.m. we have classes, and this week we have one of our, our favorite former pastors and uh, lives abroad now, F.G. Homeshire. He's going to be here sharing a little bit with us during our Adult Bible Fellowship Hour. We have all kinds of programs for kids as well, all, all different ages. We'd love to have you with us this Sunday at Harvest Baptist Church. Well, that about wraps it up for the fastest two hours of my life. I don't know how it went for you. Tune in Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. If you missed any part of the show, download the podcast from our website, khmg.org. And thank you so much for listening. Send me a message on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Let me know you're listening. I'd love to hear from you. And that's it for Live Till 5 on this Friday, March 9th. It's 5 p.m. Have a great weekend.